Coming to you from Silicon Valley, I'm Marcus Edwards, and I'm on the hunt for recruiting leaders, producers, innovators, and pioneers who've made their mark on the industry and can't wait to share their points of view. We'll tackle the tough topics and dig deep to find the answers you're looking for and some actionable advice you can take to the bank. So stick around and stay tuned, and welcome to Recruiting Trailblazers. Welcome to this week's episode of Recruiting Trailblazers. I'm Marcus Edwards, and I've got a story to tell you. So I was due to podcast today with Erin McHugh, who is the head of talent over a company called Thunder. And I asked her to send me her bio, which I could then use to introduce her at the beginning of the podcast. And she mentioned to me that she is also a singer-songwriter, and she lives in Nashville, so that makes sense. Um, so I said to her, I'd love to listen to some of your music and perhaps I could do that after we've podcasted. So we did the podcast and then I said, please do send me a link to your music, which she did. And then I listened to it and I was completely blown away. It's absolutely fantastic and beautiful. And so I had an idea. I thought, what if we turn this week's podcast into the music of Erin McHugh interspersed with some of the sound bites from the podcast to give it the recruiting context and also record a little bit of an intro with Aaron about each of the songs that we play. So this podcast today is very different from anything I've ever done before because I've basically cut myself out of the podcast and narrated through the sound bites that I've chosen to share with you, which are bookended by Aaron's beautiful songs. So please enjoy the music and the musings of Aaron McHugh. Erin actually spent over 10 years in the world of executive search and even ran her own boutique agency. So I asked her, what do you miss about working on the agency side? The things that I do miss and that I um, I was concerned that I would truly miss um, was and were um, some of that deal-making thing, right? Like I do love selling and I love, uh, when I ran my own firm, I loved being in front of customers, especially uh, perspective organizations that we hadn't signed, you know, signed the on the dotted line with, but really building that trust over time in many cases. Um, so I really enjoyed the sales process. I also really enjoyed the variety of working on uh, working for organizations from vastly different sectors in some cases, and working on lots of different kinds of search assignments, you know, a solution architect over here and, you know, a, a CRO over here or a head of IT. Um, or DevOps, or, or, you know, really the variety. And so I was really concerned coming in-house um, in the last few years that I would somehow get bored. And that's laughable at this moment, <laughs> thinking about how not bored I've been in the organizations I've been a part of, including Thunder, where I'm serving now as head of talent. Um, and we are very, uh, very growth-oriented, very fast-moving, still very early stage, just about to turn two years old as an organization. And so um, I'm glad to say that the variety has continued to stimulate me and the variety is different, right? Um, it, it is, it's a different sort of variety because you get pulled into other opportunities internally. And I've been, I've loved being pulled into more sort of strategic long-term initiatives around everything from career pathing and career modeling to compensation strategy and, and building out compensation structures. And those are the things that I really wanted to get my hands a little bit more deeply in as an agency recruiter, but you know, it's, it's not your job. (laughs) 
Then I asked Erin what advice she might give to anybody looking to make a similar transition and cross the bridge from agency to internal recruiter. I would just say set your expectations or preconceived notions at the door. (laughs) Um, In general, I think you have to come in with an open mind, right? And a student mindset and the things that you learned and may have mastered in the agency world certainly I think will be applicable in-house. But in-house, I I think I, I think it's fair to say this, Marcus, in-house is no place for ego. Um, And I think that there is a level of humbling that happens anytime you shift sort of environment that you're working in. And I think that is the case typically for folks like me who have come in-house. Um, the volume might also look different, certainly for a retained-only recruiter that may be running five to seven um, engagements over a course of a year. Uh, your rec load when you come in-house, even if you're leading a team, you're typically a player coach. And so the, the volume and pace coming in-house, for me at least, um, was a bit of a, an uptick. It was an adjustment there. Okay, so I know I promised to have Erin introduce her songs, but unfortunately we just haven't had time to make that happen and um, we're publishing the podcast today. So I'm going to introduce her first song, which is called Mixed Emotions. I hope you enjoy.
Some songs take a few listens before you get used to them and really get into them. But that one got me straight away. What a beautiful song. And thank you, Aaron, for sharing that with us. Okay, so the next question I asked Aaron was how she defines corporate culture today. What is culture? I think culture comes down to um, everything from the nuances of candidate experience and the way that we communicate to candidates through an, uh, an interview and hiring process to, I, I think, things that absolutely shape culture that um, a lot of organizations and leaders don't think about are things like, well, am I getting emails from my CEO at 4am my time? Am I, am I getting Slack messages at all hours from team members? Or do you have a culture that really protects your weekends or protects your evenings as sacred or protects uh, PTO and vacation for whoever it is that is out as truly sacred, knowing that, the investment in PTO, time off, time away is going to make that person that much more effective when they come back. So those are that those are culture shapers that might be quite nuanced, um, but I think have a huge impact on what we call culture. I then asked Aaron about the challenges of creating a culture for people who work remotely. One of the things that we really focus on at Thunder are building these kind of virtual water cooler moments into our days. And we do have a lot of fun over Slack and meme sharing and joking as we're doing our, you know, real, very serious work. We have a lot of fun at Thunder. Um, But it is really hard um, to build culture in this new normal that we're in uh, of most people working from home. And I think other organizations who have gone to this sort of hybrid model of, you know, half of their team working remotely and then half still being in the office most of the time. I think that's the hardest thing to balance, to be inclusive of folks who are working from home, making sure that the technology that you're using in your conference rooms at your physical office really is inclusive of folks who are not there physically. Um, And so there are some things to think about there and some things to work on. I think the hybrid work environment is the the toughest to, uh, to solve for right now. Okay, great stuff. Now it's time for Aaron's second song, which is called Empty Offerings. Here we go. You say 
brilliant stuff. Thank you, Aaron. What a great song. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. So moving on, I then asked Aaron what her plan was coming into Thunder to build a recruiting engine entirely from scratch. Well, I had the the pleasure and it ended up being a really practical exercise in my actual interview process with Thunder. I put together a plan, including a budget of what our sort of people processes and tools, the talent tech stack. Uh, it was a bit of a wish list, but it was it was a fully formed plan that on day one, I got to start executing on. And so the first things that we looked at were our tools. I knew that I was going to be a one-person uh, recruiting department probably for the better part of a year. Um, and so I needed to understand what what tools were going to be at my fingertips and the process that we needed to put in place that I could actually hold up and execute on and deliver on to our internal team. So yes, ATS, getting our ATS, which is Greenhouse, uh, up and running was with my first 30 days. Um, luckily, I, it's the third time I've stood up Greenhouse. And so things have changed. Uh, but I understood kind of the the practicalities and the things that could go sideways in advance. I planned for those. Uh, but getting our tech stack up and running in terms of how we were going to source and how we were going to move candidates through a process and how we were going to communicate to our hiring teams and what does a recruiting kickoff look like and educating on that, educating our interviewers on um, how to run a, a culture and values-based interview versus a technical interview. Um, so the thing that I said, I think, in my interview process, presenting this plan to our leadership team, who are now my bosses today, um, I said something like, all of this has to happen and all at once. And this is where I think the art and science partnership of recruiting kind of comes into place. You have to plan, you have to plan well, but also there is an intuitive piece to setting up a recruiting engine uh, like we're doing in candidate experience that has to come into play. All righty then, good stuff. So up next is Aaron's song, Clean Slate. Here we go. this room until there's nothing left until I'm sitting in my ashes feathering my nest who laughs last who laughs last you couldn't leave my heart alone had to cover it up my chest I'm working on a To the light, I'ma dive into the fire and let it burn me back to life. Who laughs last? Who laughs last? I'm working on a clean slate, trying to move on from the mess we 
Thank you, Aaron, again for another beautiful song. Um, Up next, I asked Aaron what it looks like to set up a process for candidate experience. I like to map out from beginning to end uh, the entire process, really pretty granular process of what has to happen at every step in the process from first outreach to a candidate prospect if you're sourcing uh, and they haven't applied to you. But to me, candidate experience all comes down to frequency of communication, cadence of communication, and the quality and content of that communication throughout the process. And I'm the first to say, especially being a a very skeleton crew over here, I feel like I fail every week on communicating as much as I would like to, to candidates who are active in our process. Uh, But we try really hard to give uh, give feedback where we can. And as soon as we have it in hand, as soon as I have news to share, I like to share it. Um, But occasionally there are delays that I I hate and are unfortunate, but I like to sort of map it out visually. You'll see my whiteboard behind me. I like to map out almost in a Kanban or like lean way, what a process looks like and to really identify the gaps and identify where we're getting stuck in the process um, and figure out allowed in some cases with a, a thinking partner where we can improve and, and how we can solve for those stuck places in the process. She also went on to elaborate a little bit further about building relationships with candidates. The piece of this, the connective tissue of all of this that you and I were talking about is less than quantifiable in some ways. And it's that kindness thing, right? It's it's the being able to build trust, especially with candidates and hearing them and seeing and hearing exactly where they are um, and allowing them a, a safe space, I guess, if you will, um, to to talk through and explore where they really want to go with their career and being able to give feedback. So I think being able to take your recruiter hat off in some cases and really be present with candidates who may or may not be actively looking uh, for their next opportunity, but being able to just be there with them and give some feedback as much um, as you can that is objective feedback, right? Just as if, as as if you're a friend, um, I think goes a really long way. And I think I, I honed that and learned that on the staffing agency side of things. I, I will say I've I always feel like I've I've done my job well if I've come close to talking someone out of taking a job <laughs> to the point that uh, I really want, especially at a, a, a stage like we are in right now at two years old as a company, I want anyone who joins 
our organization to understand the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like these are the things that we're doing really well. And these are the things that we are still working on. And I've done my job if they come in understanding what that looks like in the landscape and potential landmines that they might might be walking into to the point that if they come in and say, Erin, you guys have things in, in order a lot better than what you, you described and shared, then that's a win, I think. Okay, two songs to go. And this one is called Parallel. superlatives but thanks again Aaron for a fantastic song another great track um, my last question to Aaron was about playing the numbers game in recruiting I think you can't 
fully get away from it being a numbers game. I will say that. And a bit of a, an aside, my, my close girlfriends here in Nashville um, over the years have laughed at me because I've said, uh, recruiting is a lot like dating. You know, you've heard all of these sort of analogies, recruiting and marriage and dating, all of this stuff. But with regard to our, our dating lives over the years, I've said, look, it's a, it's pipeline. You just have to have pipeline. <laughs> so you can make of that what you will. Okay. So that tees us up nicely for our final track of Erin McHugh's, which is called Don't Come Back. Here we go.
Okay, so that wraps up this very special episode of Recruiting Trailblazers, featuring the musings and the music of Aaron McHugh. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Thank you so much to Aaron for allowing me to play her music on my podcast and share it with you. And um, you can find Erin McHugh on LinkedIn, E-R-Y-N McHugh, and she works at Thunder. So um, look her up on LinkedIn and connect. I'm sure she'd be very happy to hear from you. That's all for now, and uh, I will speak to you next week. Cheers. Cheers.